Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta on Sunday. French President Emmanuel Macron successfully won re-election over far-right candidate Marine Le Pen. However, the overall results from the election show that the majority of voters supported candidates that might be called uh, non-mainstream, telling us that uh, apparently the French, uh, there's a lot of uh, discontent with the, quote, establishment there. My guest, Dr. Sam Gregg, is director of research at the Acton Institute, the author of many books, including Reason, Faith, and the Struggle for Western Civilization, which, by the way, I just reread again uh, two weeks ago and uh, recommend it to you. He's written and spoken extensively on questions of political economy, economic history, ethics and finance, and natural law theory. He has a master's in political philosophy from the University of Melbourne and a doctor of philosophy degree in moral philosophy and political economy from the University of Oxford. Sam, good to have you back here. Thanks. Al, it's always good to be with you. Uh, First of all, most of us don't know much about French politics, but uh, tell us why we ought to have some awareness of the political scene, really, on the on the continent? Well, in the case of France, I think, uh, France is often ahead of the curve when it comes to giving us a sense of where a great deal of politics in the West is going. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's happened over the past, well, really, I guess, 20 years is what you might call mainstream centre-right and centre-left parties have increasingly in many countries become eclipsed, uh, pushed to the side, reduced in terms of how much popular support they have. And that's been going on in France for a while now. And what's one of the interesting things about the French election results, which of course happen in two rounds. So the first round is when uh, every man and his dog who wants to be president runs. And so you have people fringing greens to the hard right, the hard left, to mm-hmm. everything in between running. And you have variations on each of those different groups. And then the, the two who get the, the highest number of votes go through to a second round. And that's what happened on the weekend when Emmanuel Macron uh, de- uh, defeated uh, Marine Le Pen. What's interesting, though, about this election, well, there's a couple of things. One is... Uh, you mentioned before the mainstream political parties in France. So on the right, that's Les Républicains, that's the p- political party that is essentially uh, the centre right, the centre right heirs of uh, Charles de Gaulle, the people who created the Fifth Republic in mm-hmm. 1958, 1960, and the Socialist Party, which is the party of Francois Mitterrand, who was president for a very long time in the 1980s. So. Um, both of those parties suffered catastrophic defeats, wow. uh, getting around the range of 3% and 2% respectively. Wow. Even the French Communist Party got more votes than the Socialist Party. Huh. The Socialist Party and the, and the Republican, Les Républicains, these used to be the parties where you, you wanted to win, be ahead of these parties if you wanted to become president. Both of those parties completely eclipsed by um, the rise of political movements that are definitely outside the mainstream. And what this expresses, I think, is deep dissatisfaction with establishment parties or parties that are perceived to be part of the establishment and establishment politics. So that's one thing. The second thing is, is 
the degree of absten of abstention, the number of people who didn't even bother going to vote oh. was the highest for a very, very long time. And when you add to that the sheer number of people in France who have never registered to vote, which is a growing portion of the population, it, it adds up to uh, essentially politics in France being essentially uh, dominated by a relatively small group of people uh, because there's large numbers of people who simply don't vote at all and others who have essentially absented themselves from the process altogether. So that's that, I think, speaks to deep disillusionment with participatory politics in France. And I think you're going to find that manifesting itself in other Western countries as well. Some of the reporting on the run-up to the election uh, sounded like uh, a victory by uh, Marie Le Pen uh, would be the uh, the apocalypse. Um, why is she such a feared candidate? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One is that she, of course, is the daughter of um, uh, Jean-Marie Le Pen, who is first known, who's really the founder of the National Front, which is the party that Marine Le Pen is the leader of, and it's called the National Rally now. And she uh, has run for president a number of times, and she's, she's feared because she represents a political party that comes from the far right of French politics. Now, mm -hmm. she has done a great deal to defang, if you like, yeah. the National the, the Front National Rally. She's purged it about the anti-Semitism. She has uh, gotten rid of some of the more, let's call them the lunatic fringe of her party. Sure. That includes her father as well. Mm -hmm. She's moved to politics and the party much more towards um, positions that many on the French right readily adhere to, particularly on questions like immigration, particularly economic questions as well. So she has, she has essentially, uh, if you like, quote-unquote, civilized the party, so she's made it much more electable. So that's that's so it's partly because she's seen as a representative of the far right, but she's also made the far right, the, the main far right party, an electable political party. Okay, and that's where I think a lot of people in uh, France are very nervous about this. And what's also interesting about this is that it's not just that, as I mentioned before, the mainstream parties have been completely pulverized. Uh, over the past six, five years in French politics. It's also that um, if you look at the number of parties both that, that essentially achieved a majority of the vote once you add them all up, what you discover is non-mainstream parties got something like 61% of the vote in the first round of the election. So wow. That means that 61% of French citizens are voting for parties that are considered hard right, hard left, but definitely part of the quote-unquote non-mainstream. And you have to wonder how long it can be for a government or a political system to sustain a situation where most people are not voting in favor of the person who eventually becomes president. <laughs> that, is, that is quite amazing. Uh, let me ask, again, France understands the relationship between church and state differently than we understand it here in the United States. But tell me, uh, does anybody spend time trying to cultivate... A ca is there a Catholic vote in France? 
Well, there is a type of uh, Catholic vote in that um, uh, while it's the case that many Catholics vote for all sorts of different political parties, etc., it's pretty clear that practicing Catholics vote for center-right and right-wing political parties. Okay. In fact, with um, Marine Le Pen's national rally, there's a Catholic wing to that particular party, which is, I guess you'd describe it as being on the traditionalist side of the equation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Catholic uh, left-wing sentiment is pretty much dead because there just aren't that many left-wing practicing Catholics anymore yeah. <laughs> in France. No, good so point. That's, that's, yeah. so, they're just, they're basically, so those Catholics who consciously think of themselves as voting and acting in French politics as Catholics are clearly conservative Catholics, Orthodox Catholics, mm -hmm. etc. What's also interesting, though, is that um, both uh, Macron, who's a sort of lapsed Catholic with some strange views about all sorts of different questions, but also um, people like Marine Le Pen, her niece, uh, um, who's also a particular, particularly prominent politician in France, they are increasingly invoking France's Catholic heritage hmm. in a way that French politicians would not have done. Even French ca pr politicians who are practicing Catholics would not have invoked or made reference to their, their Catholic background or their Catholic faith even 10 to 15 wow. years ago. So this is all about identity. This is all about making a point that one comes from a particular culture, a particular society that is indelibly marked by Catholicism, despite the fact that, uh, obviously, the practicing rate is relatively low. And that's, of course, also a reflection of the emergence of other forms of identity that go beyond the sort of radical secular identity that's often associated with the French Revolution. It's also a way of asserting one's identity in the face of a very, very large now Muslim presence in, in France right. itself. Right. So Catholicism plays out here politically, but it also plays out in terms of culture and identity. So even many non-practicing Catholics in France will affirm themselves as being Catholic, not necessarily because they believe what the Church teaches about any number of questions, right. but rather as a question of what it means to be French. Yeah, very good. Uh, we've got about two minutes left. I wanted to ask mm -hmm. you a question uh, that comes up often when we're talking about uh, changing politics uh, in, in Europe. Uh, does the right represented by Marie Le Pen also represent an anti-classical liberal point of view, as we might understand it here in the U.S.? Um, yes, insofar as she is not in favor of free markets. She's very much an economic nationalist. Okay. She believes in a pretty active welfare state. She believes in extensive intervention of the state into the economy. Uh, and she's also been very successful in appealing to large numbers of working class French, French men and French women who once religiously voted for the Communist Party or for the Socialist Party, but who now increasingly vote for either the hard left or the hard right. Interesting. Uh, because both the hard left and the hard right ha have very similar economic positions, and they're not what we would call classical liberal friendly. They're not friendly to the type of economics 
that American conservatism has, at least since the 1960s, uh, adopted and, and embraced. So they're, they're against free trade. They're, they're against um, uh, dynamic markets. They want to limit competition, etc. So they're in a very different position when it comes to economic policy compared to uh, what once was the standard American conservative position on those issues. Yeah, very good. Sam, thanks so much. Wonderful talking with you. Oh. Very helpful. Yeah. Likewise. Take care. Dr. Sam Gregg, again, uh, we'll have some articles uh, that he's written. One here for Catholic Herald, Why is Macron Courting the Church? That'll be available. There's a New York Times piece uh, which gives you a kind of an idea of what American establishmentarian thinking uh, is regarding France. 